Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to your show. Today's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast promises to be extra spicy. We're going back to our roots with a little who would you rather own. Steele's got a bunch of trades cooking. We're going back to the trade talk and big time bets, baby. Happy Friday. Let's get this money. You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Alongside my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steel Roden, now holding down the west coast of Canada, and your boy Big Flip living still, still holding it down on the east coast. I'm going to spit these words out, people, I promise. <laughs> and I'm going to spit out some words about today's episode, which is brought to you by our friends at betonline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. My friends, Friday is a big day. North of the border here in Canada, it is Remembrance Day. Happy Remembrance Day to all you Canadians out there. We will not forget, but we will also not forget, Steele, that this is crunch time for so many fantasy teams yeah. out there. You're already seeing it in our own league. Steele and I struggling, starting to get separated from the pack, but that's okay. you got to crush this time of the season. So today we're going to talk a few more of these trades that Steele has floating around because I've been finding those conversations very beneficial to both us and our listeners. We're also going to get back to our roots with one of our favorite segments, doing a little Who Would You Rather Own? With two big-time young gun forwards, we're going to get to those names around the break. And, of course, I've gone on a little cold streak again after starting the week hot, but Steel is still out here feeding you winners, so we're going to get to big-time bets. Like I said, jam-packed Friday episode, people. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Steel, I'm going to stop talking now because I want to hear what you have going on. You said you woke up today to a couple of different trades. You got some preamble you got. Let me hear what you have to say about these trade offers because they've been some spicy ones. Yeah, I think at this point in the uh, fantasy season, you should really be able to understand what you need for your team, whether you need a scorer, you need a, a playmaker, you need mm -hmm. someone who's going to hit or shots, blocks, whatever it is. Um, for me, I know what the problem is, and it's, it's my goalies. My goalies have been absolutely trashed. That's what I've been trying to fix for the last week. And, you know, I've been trying to work with someone from – uh, from someone in the league. I heard from a little birdie that he was trying to get rid of the uh, Jakob Markstrom. He was willing to part ways with him. And I started texting him last night and I really needed to get a deal done. So I, you know, I've got, I've got the two worst goalies in the league right now. They can, mm. they combined for four wins on the season so far, a combined uh, 4.22 goals against average yeah, with that's a three rough. or in an eight, uh, an 880 save percentage. I've got the two worst goalies in the league in Thatcher Demko and Jordan Bennington. That's not how I thought they would be playing, but mm. that's what I've got so far. And that's really what the uh, the problem is with my fantasy team, especially in a categorical league. If you have two bad goalies, you're not winning mm. three or four of those categories, depending on which on what they are. But nonetheless, I heard that he was willing to part ways with Markstrom. And so okay. I, went, I was like, okay, I will literally give up anything. I will give up anything mm. to get rid of Thatcher Demko right now. So started messaging him last night and I sent him a message. I was like, 
would you do Jakob Markstrom and Jonathan Huberdeau for Artemi Panarin and Thatcher Demko? Those were the two guys, a two-for-two trade. And looking at the stats, I was like, this is pretty fair right now because Markstrom's only got four wins on the season, a 2.97 goals against average, and an 8.93 save percentage. Mm. You know, it's not what we saw last year. Of course, it's only a month into the season, a month, uh, five weeks into the season. And then even Jonathan Huberdeau's only got one goal, five assists, 20 shots, 12 hits, and nine blocks. On the other hand, Artemi Panarin's got five goals, 19 points, 37 shots on net, 11 special team points. And then obviously Demko, I already talked about him. It speaks for himself with what's been going on with Mm. the Canucks. I think that's a pretty fair trade. You're getting a guy who gets a lot of, um, a lot of power play points and just a lot of points in general. And, you know, obviously you're getting Thatcher Demko. What do you think about that trade offer? And uh, mm. yeah, that's what I sent to him last night. Interesting that you are in this kind of dire straits for goaltenders that you are willing to, you're giving up Panarin to get Markstrom. Is that I'm, I'm, I would be giving up Demko and Panarin for Markstrom and Huberdeau. Because taking a quick peek at Markstrom's last five games, which have all been losses, yes, two OT losses, three goals plus in each of those games. So I understand how bad the Vancouver Canucks have been, but I think this is how tough situations can get because you're looking for any kind of improvement. And at this point, you know, like, honestly, Steele, I would ride it out if I were you. I understand that, you know, we're you and I are basically in last and second last in our league. I don't know. I think you're going to give up a very hot piece with Artemi Panarin when that just feels like a bit of a lateral move. I understand, you know, the goals against. I understand everything that you mentioned. It's accurate. I just feel like it's a bit of a lateral move acquiring a guy in Markstrom that I guess maybe Huberdeau blows up. I kind of like that angle because he's really not done much. I could see him really picking up steam. But I don't know, man. I'm looking at the last five games from Markstrom – I'm a little bit worried about what's going on in Calgary, I guess is my answer. But what you were saying about Demko and Binnington, I think those two teams give up the most goals in the league, just general goals against. They got to be near the top of the league. So that's just a tough hand to be dealt. Me personally, I would hold. I would hold another week. I would see what happens with Demko and the Canucks. But I guess really what we've seen so far, have you any reason to believe that they are not going to be an absolute piece of Swiss cheese this entire season. Look, and that's just saying, you know, even after we had this conversation, first of all, this is a, a trade in a different league, not the locked on fantasy okay, league. So okay. there's that. But okay. um, after we discussed about this, you know, exchanging messages a little bit, we put a pin in this trade because I even mentioned to him, I'm like, look, like Jonathan Huberto left the game the other day and was seen mm. in a walking boot. Like we don't even know how bad his ankle Go. injury is. And on top of that, he countered with uh, he countered with Panarin, Tim Stutzla, and Demko for Markstrom and Huberdeau. And I was like, dude, like, that's just it. that's just Stop. not happening. I'm not no. giving you two forward players who a are beating him in every single statistical category mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now. Yep. I understand. And look, I understand what you're saying that you you know you're not really sure about the Calgary Flames right now. But look, they're gonna figure it out. They've got. They've, yeah. they've had a lot of changes mm-hmm. over the last six months. Um, you know, Huberto is not the same player. He's not going to put up the same points. But yet again, this is a very experienced veteran team. And I do have a lot of faith in uh, Jacob Markstrom. Fair. I think he's going to continue to get the job done or get back into what we've seen 
him uh, do last year, or even the mm. couple last seasons as well. But I'm literally just looking a way out of getting out of Thatcher Demko. I need him off my team. And, you know, if you're following yeah. me on Twitter, I was going on a little bit of a rant last night. I couldn't even watch the game at the, after it was 3 nothing in the first period. So I honestly, like, I'll do whatever it takes to get rid of Demko. That's all I'm looking for right now. You know what, Steele? I guess the my, my main takeaway for this is, and for the listeners out there, is when you're dealing from a point of weakness and the, your GMs know you need a goalie, that's always going to be a tough. And there you go, case in point. He's trying to fleece you for Tim Stutzla as well. It, Get that, that garbage right. out of here, Jack Armstrong voice. But this is the other thing I wanted to say about this is if you are in a position right now of power and you're feeling confident in your league, also use that other angle to your advantage. Go to yeah. some of these teams who are in rough need of – player X or a D man or whatever and sprinkle in some sprinkle in some offers and see what you, what can happen for you Steele, I know we want to get to the who would you rather I know you want to mention one other trade let's get to that right after the break because I got to tell you about our friends at betonline.net one more time because today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and even esports. They have you covered at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. It is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. For your next listen, though, please go check out Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. You don't want to miss out. They're doing phenomenal things over there. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, please hit the subscribe and the follow button on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Flip and I appreciate all the love and support out there. And yeah, I do have one more trade to get to before we get to the who would you rather flip. Mm. Um, I woke up, you know, I woke up from my pre-podcast nap, you know, hey. groggy eyes, looking at what's going on on my phone in the fantasy league. There and wouldn't you know, again, this guy's trying to come after my boy Jack Eichel and Nikolai Ehlers in the Locked mm. On Fantasy Hockey Podcast mm. League. Okay. He wants Nikolai Ehlers and Jack Eichel. And I would be receiving Brian Rust, Jonathan Marchessault, and Charlie McAvoy. I haven't had the time to hmm. dig deep or look into it more deeply mm. uh, than just looking at the trade itself. But it's tough. a tough one. It's a tough, tough. one. I have been tough. mentioning to him that I want Charlie McAvoy. I have mm. mentioned to him that I want Jonathan Marchessault and Brian Rust in there as well. It's just a little bit of a, a bonus to put on top of that because I do have a couple of forwards uh, that have not been producing of late. It, it's a decent trade. I'll have to definitely look at it more uh, more closely. But I don't hate it. What are, what are your yeah? What are your first thoughts on that? First thoughts are 
I'm always buyer beware on a player who brings a ton of value on paper who hasn't played any time this season. I understand we talked up McAvoy to the cows come came home the other day. <laughs> and for good reason, he's coming off a career year. You know, he was right there. I don't I don't know if he was nominated for a Norris, but he wouldn't have been far off with the season that yeah. he had. You know, that actually he probably wasn't given how good Roman Yossi had been <laughs> and others were. But he was right there on the doorstep. You know, that second tier of really good D-men last year. But I'm wary of the value of that trade, you know, comes with his name because this year, maybe he comes back and gets hurt again. Maybe he comes back and he's a little cold. You pay a big price for a name. Also, there's only one way from here for the Boston Bruins, and that's down from how hot they've been. I know I'm just poking holes in an amazing start, <laughs> but if we're being honest, Steele, you can yeah. expect a downturn from the Boston Bruins at some point. That's not just me hating because I like to hate on the Boston Bruins, but maybe it is. <laughs> Main takeaway here is, again, Nikolai Ehlers, and it's on the other side of the coin with the injury front. Yeah. Maybe he comes in. I've liked what I've seen from these Winnipeg Jets, especially offensively. Connor Hellebuck is playing good. They're getting tons of offense from Morrissey. I would maybe wait again as well because Brian Rust, maybe a nice little cherry, but maybe a throw-in. I'm comfortable holding the players you have, Steel. but the main kind of spicy piece there is – we haven't seen what McAvoy can do this year. We haven't seen, is he going to step right back in and do it? So again, maybe it's a cop-out, but I say hold one week and see what happens. Yeah, I think this one's a hold. Um, you know, I, again, like I'd have to look at it more closely. I definitely want to see what happens in that Thursday night game. At this point, when the episode's released, well, we would have seen what happened, but I want to yeah. watch that Bruins-Flames game uh, mm. in his first game returning. Should be a good uh, one. For this should be a really good one. And obviously, like you said, the Flames are on a little bit of a skid right now. Markstrom's on a skid. So there's that. I definitely want to take a look at that game. But let us know on the comments. DM us. Let us know what you think of these trades as well. Mm. Again, the first trade we were talking about, Jakob Markstrom, Jonathan Huberto, for Thatcher Demko and Artemi Panarin. Leave a comment on the video. video. Let us know, would you accept or reject this trade? Same goes for the trade we just mentioned. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers and Jack Eichel. For Brian Russ, Jonathan Marcheseau, and Charlie McAvoy, let us know what you uh, what you think about that in the comments. We really, uh, you know, we really like hearing your feedback and your thoughts on yes, these type do. of conversations as well. With that being said, Flip, let's get to the who would you rather real quickly before mm. we get to the big time bets where the money is made. Two young guys coming from the West Coast, West Coast clubs over here with the mm -hmm. LA Kings and the Anaheim Ducks. I know I have a feeling of which player you're leaning towards. <laughs> Nonetheless, let's finally reveal them. Gabe Velarde of the LA Kings and Troy Terry of the Anaheim Ducks. Two young guys who are starting to really break out and show their form and their mm -hmm. skill set playing on the top line or in the top six forward group and really yeah. succeeding so far in, in, you know, in their careers as of right now. I believe Velarde's only been in the, in the league for four or five seasons. Troy Terry, five seasons, six seasons maybe. But what are your thoughts and who would you rather have for your fantasy team? This is a tricky one, Steele, because usually when we do this segment, and you know it is one of our favorites that we like to continue to do, and if you're feeling it, drop us comments on everything you like or dislike. That's how we get better people. Also, while you're doing it, smash that subscribe button and hit us a follow. Leave us a review. All of that is muy bueno. Now, <laughs> In terms of these two players, Steele, 
I'm looking at this two ways because you would think it's just for me, hands down, after everything I said about Gabe Velarde <laughs> on yesterday's episode, that this is an open and shut case. It's not because I really do like Troy Terry's game. Yeah. And I like the fact that he's now put put up good numbers in the past couple of seasons, proving to me that he can get it done at this level. Whereas Gabe Velarde has a much smaller sample size and is just getting it done really for the first time. So yeah. I would look at this two ways. If this is a regular year to year, just kind of like our listener league, I'm going with Troy Terry. I like what I'm getting. I can count on it. But if this is a keeper situation and, you know, again, maybe this is a cop out answer for you. I'm sorry. But Troy Terry had 37 goals last year. I'm going for him for immediate success. But I really do think Gabe Velarde's just starting to scratch the surface of what he can do. Troy Terry is also a fifth round draft pick. Gabe Velarde is a top 15 pick. So I yeah. just think we haven't seen everything out of Gabe Velarde yet. So there is my cop out answer for you again, my friend. Look, I would be going. I would be going with Troy Terry. That's my. That's my answer uh, straight off the bat. And on fire right a, now I, too. I, I'm a little bit uh, opposite of what you just suggested as well. Okay. I would rather have Troy Terry in a keeper league okay. than Gabe Berlardi. And I know that there's a little bit of an age difference. Gabe Berlardi's like 23 two years. years old. Two years. Two it's years. not bad, but you know, no. one's like just starting out. Like you said, Gabe Berlardi finally getting some success in the NHL. Troy Terry having another uh, successful season back-to-back so far. Uh, Troy Terry, I believe, is 25 or 26 years 25, old. 25, yeah. getting Just getting into that sort of beginning of his prime in the league. Uh, but nonetheless, like, I'm looking at it from a franchise standpoint and where mm-hmm. the, both these clubs are going to be in the next couple of years. Yeah. And, look, the Anaheim Ducks just have a lot of young talent. I know I know they the do. LA Kings do as well. You know, they have they do. Quinton Byfield, Gabe Velarde, Kevin Fiala, a couple of other, uh, Adrian Kempe, who we've they talked about. They have Kaliev as well, another top they, pick. Yeah, Arthur they definitely Kaliev. have a ton of young talent. But I'm wondering what happens when, when Anze Kopitar hangs them up, whenever he does mm. hang them up. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Anaheim Ducks. You've got Mason McTavish. You've got... Uh, Troy Terry, Max you got Comtois. Trevor Zegris, you got Max Comtois, you got Jamie Drysdale on the back. You know, John Gibson is, I'm not really sure. He seems to be struggling <laughs> still, but nonetheless, nonetheless, they have some really young, talented forwards. Five mm. goals, uh, 12 assists on the season in 14 games. He's proving that he's not just a fluke, that he's continuing to find the success and succeed around the guys, no matter who he's playing with. So, I, yeah. I would lean towards Troy Terry. Nonetheless, like you said, these guys, I'm looking at the stats right now. Yeah, me they're too. They're pretty much equal and, and, and the same in every category that I Both a point per game player right now. Uh, Troy Terry, obviously, with more points on pace, 82 game pace, on pace for 100 points. Troy Terry, obviously, that would be a big ask for him coming off of a career year 73 last year, prior to that, topping out at 34. But yeah. a lot of those seasons, he was only playing 30, 40 games. So here's the thing with both of these players, and this is why it's a bit difficult for me to not show Troy Terry love, is eight points in six games. He's on a heater. I know Velarde's also been potting some big goals, playing at clutch minutes. My last takeaway for this deal, and is why I lean Velarde for most situations, most formats, is he's only getting 16 minutes of ice time per game right now. And Troy Terry is getting over 20 minutes of ice time on a very good line, not taking away from Ons Kopitar or the line that he gets to play on with Kempe, with Velarde. 
But there's just a couple of caveats that I think we haven't seen everything from Velarde yet, whereas we're starting to see what you get with Troy Terry. All good things, though, because both of these players are really good right now. I would be happy to have either. <laughs> Big time bets, baby, coming right up, Steel. Why don't you take us there? Yeah, first of all, let us know uh, what you think. Who oh, would yeah, you for rather sure. for Come your on. fantasy team as well? Drop points, a comment dude. on the league. With that being said... Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Big time bets coming up right now. Um, four games on the schedule flip. Is that how many? Four, four. games on the schedule Friday I count that night. Many. <laughs> I, Barely, know, I know we're I both count. not good with math. I just no. need confirmation with no, that. No, I one. appreciate but that. Thanks for holding big me Big time bets, baby. Um, look, you know, you. I know you said that you were falling off a little bit, but that's just a lie. You, you, you know, maybe you missed, you were one for three the other night, but you're still freaking heating up and, uh, okay, and getting the job done with the big Let's keep it rolling. Bets. Let's keep it rolling, baby. Let's keep it going. I'll throw it over to you. What's your first pick of the night? Four games steal. That always makes it sometimes tricky. I don't know. I'm liking this board and ugh, I'm just saying it out loud. Sometimes that means things are too good to be true. They usually are. I'm going to stop the preamble and I've been hitting my over under picks. That's been my go-to my bread and butter. I looked at this card. I looked at these games. They look like overs to me, except for one, these San Jose sharks, Dallas stars game smells like an under to me. I know Scott Wedgwood is in there for an injured Jake Ottinger, but he's been pretty good. He's been great. He's been solid. So I like this game. This screams three, two, maybe four, two with an empty netter. I'm leaning the Stars here at home just because how much struggles the Sharks have had, and the Stars have looked pretty good as well. Keeping this one simple, looking into the numbers, the recent head-to-heads, seven of the last ten between these two have gone under the number. Keeping it simple, Steel. Don't have the odds up for this one because it is the late game tonight. San Jose at Dallas. Give me the under six and a half. I'm feeling that as my first pick of the night. That's a pretty good pick of the night, though. I, I like that. Scott Wedgwood has been absolutely great in the absence of uh, Jake Ottinger as well. So Thank I you. like the under in this situation. My first pick of the night, not my lock, though. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Lightning on the puck line, plus 170 against the Washington Capitals. Okay. Um, I just really – look, the Tampa Bay Lightning have not been themselves this year. Uh, no. That's just – they have not been themselves. I think they are really due for one of those – Dominant performance. Okay. Nikita Kucherov, Braden mm. Point, Victor Hedman taking over the game. No respect that, for the Caps. None. No respect for the Capitals. Okay, Just absolutely it. dummying them. And okay, I'm, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like a 5-1, 6-2 type of game as well. Jeez. Andre Vasilevsky has looked like a ghost of himself. I'm hoping that That's he true. gets back in there. Yeah. I just think it's going to be a dominant performance from the Lightning. They really do need this uh, as well, just to get a little bit more confidence moving forward. But I'm taking the Lightning on the puck line, plus 170. I like that you're just kind of going a little bit with your gut on this one and you know expecting a turnaround because it very much lines up for my second pick. And I don't even need to say it because I know you're going to like it, Mr. Minnesota Wild over there. Hey. Mini is 6-3-1 and one in their last 10 and playing much better than the start of the year. They do roll into a red-hot Seattle Kraken yeah. at home. The Seattle Kraken have won five in a row and are putting up some impressive wins. I know that's like Flip. What are you talking about taking the hot hand against the other hot hand? I don't know. I'm feeling the Minnesota Wild here on the road steal. Minus 135. It's a good odd. Yep. This bubble in the Seattle Kraken is going to pop. I know that's a weird way to look at it, but I'm feeling it tonight. 
Minnesota Wild are 4-2-1 and one away from home this year, playing much better away from home than they are at home. That's enough for me to wager on a team picking up steam. And also, if you haven't been paying attention, key reel the thrill, Kaprizov, heating up heavy. That's time to pounce on the Minnesota Wild. So I'm going to do that on the money line, my second pick. That's exactly what my second pick is, too. I'm Boom. taking the Wild on the money line, minus 135. Love. Look, they played the Kraken earlier this month. They lost 4 nothing at their own barn. Revenge. I think, again, this is revenge. It's revenge out here. That's what they're made of. Bad angle to take usually, but we're it's taking it It's a bad it angle to take. Hey, look, so far it's worked out for me. Jack Eichel's Must on the revenge nice. tour. It's, it has been nice. Flip. It has been nice <laughs> but none, nonetheless, I'm taking the wild on the money line right along with you. Minus 135 for my second pick. Love it. Um Lock of the night steal. I think I've done a pretty good job of highlighting Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby as the two faces of the NHL while I've grown up with this league. Yeah. Sidney Crosby took a little bit of disrespect on his name in fantasy circles over the past couple of years. You were a little unsure at the start of the year when I was talking up Crosby. His age is becoming a factor, but he is still getting it done in those hands are money. Now, the preamble is going to continue because Sidney Crosby also dominates the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I don't know why, but the Pittsburgh Penguins have had the Leafs number over the past number of seasons to some crooked games. You remember that <laughs> meme where the boyfriend was taking a photo and there was <laughs> yeah. just so many bad moments with this Penguins team against the Leafs recently. I'm going to stay away from picking a winner in this game because I'm obviously a little biased and I want the Leafs to just absolutely pummel the pens tonight. Don't think <laughs> it's going to happen. But Sidney Crosby in 47 career games against the Toronto Maple Leafs, career regular season games, 28 goals and 35 assists. I am going to Sidney Crosby. Oh, and this year, six goals, nine assists. Give me the Sidney Crosby anytime assist coming off a big win against the Washington Capitals the other night where he had an assist, should have had two. That's my lock of the night steal, and I'm feeling very, very confident about this one. Sid always roasts the Leafs. He's going to get at least a couple points tonight. Yeah, you can always uh, you know, go back to Crosby, the wishing well over there, because you know he's probably going to set up his linemates over there. Nonetheless, I'm not going to stay unbiased in this situation. Oh, I'm taking go. the Maple Leafs on the money oh, line, minus 140, baby. Look. Oh no. The Penguins just got uh they just got their first win after losing seven in a row against the yeah. Washington Capitals. Uh so they they were back in the win column. I'm really hoping Matt Murray's back in action as well for this game too cuz he, he is he was supposed to be back in action for this upcoming weekend. If it isn't bold. then it's Eric Shalgren. Nonetheless, yeah. I'm sticking with Shalgren in the crease as well. That's my lock of the night. Maple Leafs on the money line minus Ooh. 140. Hey, at this point, I actually would prefer Shalgren. I haven't hated what I've seen from the kid. I don't know if good. Murray's quite there yet. Um, I guess it would be an upgrade just because, but I don't know. Hey, good on <laughs> you because I was going to come out here and do the same kind of thing still because I am kind of feeling the angle for the Leafs. I just think it's going to be a close game either way you slice it. Both teams obviously needing points, Pittsburgh mostly. Yeah. So. We'll see what happens. I'm excited. Good good Friday night tilt. Good Friday night tilt in Toronto. Let's get it. It's a good way to start the weekend out there in Toronto. Uh, definitely missing home right now, but nonetheless, I got to stick with the Vancouver Canucks right now. They're right down the Oof. street from me, so I got to I gotta go watch a couple of games. The Minnesota Wild are coming in in December, so there I'm going to hope to go to see watch that game as well. 
Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Once again, for your next listen, please check out Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much again for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen and tuning in for today's episode. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again on Monday. Peace.